man, what a great day to be an Eagle. Mercy. Alright Eagle Nation, well it was not pretty by any stretch of the imagination, but a win is a win and uh it is it is well with our souls. Uh Georgia Southern is improves it? to five and two. <laughs> it is well for the time being it is, but uh we're you know, it, it's Georgia State week on a short week. Um it's uh yeah, and and uh, I'm nervous, easier. Cody. No, it does not get any easier with this. Only uh, two home games left. Um, and then, you know, I, yeah, like, like we said, uh, previewing ULM, right? Uh, obviously haven't played well on the road outside of, you know, a, a, a win against a bad Ball State team. So, yeah, it's it's only uh, – it's yeah, it's tough sledding from here. Um, again, ugly game, especially the second half, 38-28 to 28 win over – the UL Monroe Warhawks. Uh, we improved to five and two on the season, two and one in the conference. But like I said, short week. It's uh, Georgia State week. Um, they are six and one, Cody. Um, and we're gonna have to play a lot better than we did against ULM um, and Paulson uh, to come away with a win here. No, you're right. If we want to uh, win on Thursday night, uh, we got to clean up the mistakes. Um, and as far as turnovers, now there wasn't many penalties in this game, uh, but definitely the turnovers need to be cleaned up. Uh, and um, as far as uh, physicality, toughness, we know that Georgia State is going to bring that. Uh, they're going to be snippy. They're going to be chippy, and they're going to, you know, probably you know, they're they're going to play dirty. This like let's not make any mistake about it. They're going to play dirty. We got a match. Say snippy, 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 snippy. Okay. chippy, snippy. Uh, <laughs> chippy, I think chippy, is the word. I don't yeah. know. Snippy yeah, is the word. Yeah, probably not. All right, <laughs> it's late. Um, no, uh, man, he just lost my train of thought. We've got to play physical. We got to match their physicality. We got to match their intensity. Um, and we cannot be afraid to get hit in the mouth because they are. They're going to hit us in the mouth with um, as hard as they can right off the get go, and we got to be able to take it. And we got to turn around and hit them twice, and hit them twice as hard. So uh, it's going to be a dog fight, uh, without a doubt. I hope. I hope it's going to be a dog yeah. fight. They're they're definitely going to bring it. The, the question well, is whether or not we can. Yeah. That was the that was the question coming into ULM. Yeah. I would argue yeah. wasn't. Yeah, I mean, well, no, for, I mean that for most part of the game, defense brought it. I I would say offense looked flat pretty much the whole game. I mean, defense gave them the scores in the first half, uh, most yeah. of them, and um, it just again, I wouldn't say that that spark, that toughness was there. So we'll we'll talk about QB play and this. I know that's what everyone's 
probably wanting us to talk about at this point. Um, David Sprint did have another uh, rough day out there. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that and where we go from here. Um, we'll talk some about the defense. Um, both you and I at least watched the, the, the second half. I think you watched most of the game of the of the Georgia State game. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, uh, yeah, we'll obviously preview that on a short week and, um, and what we might expect. Uh, so, yeah, that's Cody. I'm Matt. Welcome to Gata Talk. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, uh, CanCut Tools, um, alumni-owned business. Go check them out, CanCut.com, K-N-K-U-T.com, premium drill bits and cutting tools. Um, and, yeah, if you haven't checked them out by now, um, what are you waiting for? Definitely definitely go do it again. If you know someone um, that's that's in that line of work that um, has a, has a you know, uh, um, garage shop or uh you know works in a mechanic shop or 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 what have you uh definitely uh pass the word uh, along um to go check them out so can cut tools uh knkut.com um so cody let's talk a little bit about ulm i don't want to spend too much time on this game um because again short week uh this episode won't be out uh, many days uh, before that Thursday night affair um, at Paulson Stadium against uh, Georgia State. So um, we'll quickly run through this. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, tale of two halves, right? I mean, we uh, we go up 31 uh, to 14, really should have been 31 to 7. We give up the late touchdown, can't do anything on our final drive. Um it up stopping them and I guess actually got one more final drive um, and uh, did some like stat padding, but uh, you know, time runs out. So go up 31, 14 um, second half, no offense, uh, no offensive points, right? They outscore us three, nothing in the third um, kind of just back and forth uh, like slog fest, right? Yeah. Um, not slug fest, just like a slog. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then in the fourth quarter, um, you know, that's when they obviously start uh, mounting uh, the, the comeback and uh, we turn the ball over several times and uh, the defense ends up bailing us out with our only points of the second half um, on uh, the play that sealed it, which was the the interception return. Um, and, uh, and yeah, Cody, I mean, um, just kind of overall thoughts on the game. Like I said, the, the first half has as good as the, the scores and the stats kind of looked, um, you know, we held them to, I think it was negative seven rushing yards on defense. Um, but you know, uh, the, the defense really set up the offense, I think in that first half to, to lead to the 31 points. And then you saw the offense just fizzle out um, completely in the second half. No, you're right. It's, it was, um, it was a weird game to watch and it was a weird game to experience as a fan in the stadium. Um, I was I just checked the attendance at least on uh, ESPN. It says that there was tw- over twenty one thousand in attendance. That's not right. Um, at the game. That that's uh, not well well. I, 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 it did certainly did not left look like after halftime after they announced homecoming court. Uh, that yeah, as it usually yeah. is. I mean the 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 students definitely fanned out for yeah. sure. Um, in the second half, that was clear, and that is pretty normal, even named back to like our oh, time yeah. in school, right? Um, but 
the little bit, obviously the camera angles normally you're just on the away side, right. With the student mm-hmm. section and the upper deck, um, which is never really full outside of the, um, the coastal game. But, um, the, the home side, the little bit that they showed, it was spotty at best. I mean, there, there was a lot of, yeah. I, and there. you know, I sit pretty close to the field as you know. Um, so don't, can't really tell overall without turning around and looking back, but, yeah, it, the energy in the stadium was off. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how else to describe it, but it was weird. It just did not seem to be as energetic as it usually is um, or as, you know, loud. Uh, outside of maybe those two fumbles and those two quick touchdowns that we got to really kind of set up, you know, the lead that we had for majority of the second half, uh, it, it we there wasn't really a, a big jolt of energy from the stands. I don't think until the the kickoff in the fourth quarter they got called back, and then after that the fans woke up and I feel like they were like, all right, we need to get into it. Um, but no, I just to me it was a weird game. It, it just was weird. The the defense showed up for the times they had some big plays that they gave up, which was a little bit concerning. Um, but outside of the few, you know, explosion plays that they gave up, overall they played really well. Obviously, they got the turnovers. They had plenty of stops. Uh, and then it was really the story of kind of our offense. Ever since the bye week, JMU and now this week, our offense looks inept. They look confused. Yes. Uh, they don't look like they're in sync. Um, play calling at times looks suspicious i mean not suspicious but it just doesn't look like something's amiss with the offense i think i think we can at least agree with that there's something that is going on on the offensive side of the ball that has got to be corrected i don't know if it can get corrected in three days but something on that side of the football is is not cohesive this is you should not look like this at this point in the season you should not look like you're getting worse right yeah, no, we're regressing. Yeah. The offense is regressing. And, like, you can say what you will about the ULM game. Defense played poorly in that one. Worst of the defensive performance well, of the well, year. Well, you mean JMU right, game. One. I de- oh, I thought I said no, JMU. I, think I said yeah. ULM. Okay. JMU game, worst defensive uh, performance of the year. Um, but really just worst team performance, right? Just all, all phases were just off, but also very good team, right? Obviously they're seven and no, they beat Marshall. Um, and uh, yeah, so it is what it is on that one. Um, but ULM, this is a, a team that yes, they've played people close, including app and, uh, you know, including, uh, Texas state on the road, but, uh, you know, South Alabama blew them out of the water. We thought it could be that type of game. Looked um, to be that type of game. It looked, yeah, through the first half. Again, defense kind of set it up. But the offense really just kind of, they were flat. I mean, they were like pedestrian. They were just very kind of just generic and blah. Like, I, I you know, it, it just, there was no excitement or like big plays or, you know, like, it just, it just something is off, and, and and that's really what's kind of um, been the case most of the season. It, it just looking at how we were last year with Van Trees, um, it I don't know. It just felt different. You felt confident as a fan um, for the most part, um, 
when the offense was on the field. Uh, you, at least I, no longer have that confidence. Um, and I don't think it's all on Davis Bren, but I think a lot of it is. Um, you know, when we get in those third and long situations, I'm not super confident. When he throws the ball down the middle into double coverage, I'm holding my breath. When he throws the ball up and airs it out, I'm also holding my breath. Like, And, you know, I'm not saying that that wasn't the case to some degree with Calvin Trees, but quarterback play just has not been good, especially these last two weeks. It just hasn't. Um, after the bye week, our quarterback play has been – honestly atrocious it, it, it has been really bad with the turnovers with the decision making everything i mean take stats out of the equation like this is just eye tests it's just like stats don't tell the full picture there um it has left something to be desired and that's saying the yeah least. no I, I i agree with you the the play from the overall offense offensive line at times has not looked great um even in today's game, there were times in which they clearly got beat off the line of scrimmage um, when the ball was hiked. And, you know, <clears throat> like I said, something as we just said here, something's amiss on that side of the ball. And I don't know what's the cause of it. I don't know. It looked like they were in a good groove coming into the bye week, right? Like we demolished Ball State. Um, we looked good against Coastal. It wasn't the best, but, you know, it looked good. Um, you know, prior to the bye week, the Wisconsin game was the only game that was an outlier as far as a poor performance. Uh, this is concerning going into this week's game because of how well Georgia State has played, how aggressive they play at times, um, and especially how good their defensive line has been in terms of getting to the quarterback and, and just really playing physical and being aggressive. If we can't figure out what is happening with the offensive side of the ball, it could be a long game. It very well could be a game where we get blown out Thursday night if we don't come to play. Uh hate to say it. I hate that team in Atlanta as much as anybody else does, but you got to give them respect. They're 6-1. and one. Um, if they don't have two turnovers within their five-yard line, this could be an undefeated team that would have beaten Troy. Uh, yeah, Troy's and, their only and Troy's their only loss. Uh, so, again, this isn't a team to be talked about lightly. Um, this is a team that I see that appears to have been as getting better each and every week. Uh, and that has, has shown in tonight's game against Louisiana – can pull it out in tough road games, which is a sign of a, of a tough, well-coached team. Not everything went right. Their quarterback was out for part of the game. Um, offense wasn't clicking in the second half. Defense had to show up. Defense gave up some points. But when it came time for them to, to pull it out at the end, they did. Uh, this is a team that's mentally tough, physically tough, and I hate to say it, is really well-coached on both sides of the yeah. ball. And if we don't come to play, I'm telling you, if we do not come to play Thursday night, I don't care it's a short week. I don't care that they may only get two practices in, depending on if they travel Wednesday or not. They will beat us by more than three touchdowns. Oh, yeah. They will. I mean, they, they yeah, they have in the past, and they haven't been nearly no, this you're right, yeah. 
Um, you know, they, they treat this game every year like their Super Bowl, um, like their conference championship, like it's a rivalry, which it is, right? And um, yep. and we, we never look at it that way. Um, and as a fan base, collectively, right? And and as a program, like we just, they're, they're, we talk about that spark. It should be there should for be. a rivalry game. Should be. I've been saying so rivalry it's there the when whole we time. play App State. Yeah, you have, and I and I admittedly have been on the other side of that for you know for, for several years, but now the fact of the matter is is they've been us three years in a row. They're going for four. They very well may get it. They're the better team through the first seven games of the season, um, and you know we've well we're uh, I think. Oh, and three in the last three home games against them. No, um, or they're at least two. At least two. They're at least two against us. Um, it's it just you know they have a winning record against us at home, I believe, um, and one of the only teams in in college football that can yeah. claim that. And it just it's inexcusable. We we have to find a way to beat this team, and it's you know it's it's just I don't know. I mean, I, like. My my hope is that you know with this ULM game as as bad as it looked, maybe we were looking ahead and and we're we're planning to like give a hundred and ten percent in in this one and you know we're really kind of reserving everything, saving everything. Uh, I think for, that's wishful thinking for this Thursday night game. I I think it is too. I'm, I'm again. I'm I'm saying I, I I'm hopeful that that's the case. I don't know, but it, again, if you if you can't get up for this game, then I don't know. Yeah, what I don't know. The, I don't know. Yeah, what I don't know what the, 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 you're 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 not you're not going to get motivated for anything. No, you know, because like I get some of the ones in the past where they come in and they're an average at best team, um, and they come in again playing like it's their Super Bowl, um, and we just treat it like it's just another yeah. game. And then we get punched in the mouth, and they end up winning. That's not the case this year, right? They've won three in a row against us. Um, they're going for four. They're again better team through the first seven games. They're six and one. They're already eligible for a bowl. They're the front runner right now because Jamie is not eligible to win the East. Like, what more do you need? Take the rivalry out of it. Take the in-state out of it. Take all that other crap out of it. Like, this is a big. This, this is, is a big this game. This is a huge matchup. Yeah. yeah. No, and Without whoever that, wins so. this game really has the inside track to winning the East, um, or at least representing the East in terms of the championship game. Uh, if we win, that gives Georgia State two losses, um, and then we have the tiebreaker of them because we have the head-to-head. Uh, I think at that point, um, <clears throat> ODU, ODU has JMU, so AD, ODU probably loses next week. But regardless, you start to kind of see the pieces kind of line up. You know, everybody else in front of us, as long as we take care of business, you know, we may end up 7-1 and one and be in that team. But this is where it starts. If, if we lose this game, we probably don't have a shot of the East. And we're just looking to try to make a bowl game after that. Um, or we at least need a lot of help, right? But if right. we win this game... All the goals, all the goals are still in front of us. Everything's still there, Uh, and I think this is a good way to segue into I think what we really need to talk about before we get too much into the Georgia State game is that 
is this the time to make any sort of big changes since everything is still ahead of us, what we want to accomplish? Is this the time to change quarterbacks, change maybe offensive strategy yes. and how we yes. have and how we go against it? Yes, sport. because it's not working. We're regressing. Well, okay. Regressing I, I, will, I will say this. ULM played Texas State tough, held Texas State to 21 points. I think most folks can agree that Texas State is a very dynamic offensive team, right? So, are they we, are? But and, I mean, they, they you play, could argue they haven't really been tested. I mean, it's the first year under. I think they Baylor's a test, right? Like they played, eh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, now have they played Troy? No, I don't think they played Troy yet. They haven't played South Alabama. Yeah, I don't think they've played a great defense. Um, and I think, you know, obviously with every passing game, teams figure you out they, a little they bit. Do. I think teams are figuring us out um, and figuring out what we do particularly well and what we don't do well. Um, and also Davis-Brin's game, okay. right? I mean, I, I think they figured out kind of the how to stop him, um, which is, you know, get pressure on him. Um, he's not consistent with the, the intermediate passing game that Calvin Treese was uh, very consistent at. Um, and we did uh, try to air the ball out today. Um, some of the throws weren't bad. Um, you had jet with, with a drop, you know, hit, hit him a good pass, you know, hit him over the shoulder, but that's something that we haven't seen out of brand. I don't know if it's play calling, you know, that it, it just wasn't there or that he was afraid to air it out. But, um, you didn't really see it against uh, JMU. I don't. I think at the first half, I don't even know if we attempted a pass for more than like seven or eight yards down the field. Um, everything has been just kind of like dink and duck conservative because either he doesn't want to throw a bunch of picks, or you know, it it it, it, it seems like he's lacking confidence. Um, and I don't know if it's again play calling, if it's the coaching staff that's lacking confidence, and then that's gonna um, you know rub off on him. You know, if if you're offensive coordinator doesn't trust you to throw the ball yeah. down the field, you're going to lose confidence in yourself to do it. And, um, you know, but you're, you're just, you're not seeing those explosive plays, right? You're not seeing those plays. We, we had that one today um, early in the game um, where for the first touchdown, you know, he hit right? for the first touchdown. Right. Yeah. And uh, Caleb hood, I believe. Right. Um can look at no, it wasn't yeah. Hood. I don't think Hood scored a touchdown. Um, Burgess, Burgess, yeah. So it hit hit Burgess like in stride, and it, those type of plays have been at a premium um, this season, where they were very consistent under Vantries. Um, hitting Hood up the middle, hitting Amari Jones on the outside. Um, hitting, you know, Jalen White on like wheel routes and things like that. Um, you're not seeing a lot of those big explosive plays, especially down the middle of the field, um, like you did last year. Um, most of the yards that we're getting are under seven yards. Um, and then it's yards after catch, right? It's the screen plays, it's kind of the, the check downs and things like that. Um, yeah, you're just not seeing it as consistently. And I don't know if that's all on Bryn. I don't know if it's a time thing with offensive line because, like we said, offensive line definitely is taking a step back from where they were last year. Um, 
there are some drops, things like that that can hurt a quarterback's confidence. But, but is it is it in the team's best interest right now to chain to to put in somebody else to put in J.C. French or Colton Fitzgerald or whoever you think could could best lead the team besides Bryn? We've turned the ball over what eight times in the last two games? Four four against ULM. We had three or four against JMU. He had three against JMU. Okay, so seven times in the last two games. I don't know if he can get much worse. I mean, yes, I, I get JMU. One of those was JC French, right? Yeah. Yeah, the blindside hit. Um, it, I wouldn't say that was all French's fault. Um, he was kind of put in an impossible situation, like third and long. I think it was like third and six, third and seven, something like that. Have him throw it there after, you know, seeing his – QB one just get you know rocked, um, <laughs> and then uh, yeah have have the tip ball at the line and gets picked off, um, and then you have almost a big boy touchdown right. But like it, I don't. My thing is this: is in the offense we run very very much like the offense we used to run with um with the pistol option or, or run heavy offense and even dating back to like the the monkin days of like the under center um it is predicated by good qb play right running an air raid offense is predicated by good qb play, uh, play specifically taking care of the football you don't have to put up a ton of yards, like five, you know, you're, you're not, you don't have to put up 400, 500 yards a game. You don't have to put up five, six touchdowns a game, but you are expected to not make a ton of mistakes and turn the ball over. Um, same thing as whether you're Ellison or, or Wirtz or, or whoever running a version of the, uh, of the option or a run heavy offense, you have to take care of the football. Um, you can have a guy like Ellison that's also going to get, you know, 150, 200 yards rushing in a game or words. Um, and then you're going to have like your J Bo Shaw's of the world that are going to like jump off the page on the stat line, but they are a game manager and they're going to take care of the football and not lose you football games. Um, I, with every passing game am losing confidence in Davis Brin to not lose us football games. Okay. And and while I I think I am starting to get the same sentiment that the confidence in in him is 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 going down. I don't know if now is the time to make the change. And and the reason why I say that is you're 7 games into it. You've gone through all of spring camp, all of fall camp. He has been the number one QB. He's been the guy taking all the reps with all the first stringers. He has been the one getting all the reps with all your wide receivers. He should be the quarterback that's most in time with them as far as throwing. Um, And I think any change at this point is not going to add to the success of our team. So while I think that we're while I think that Coach Ellis and Coach Helton are not in a particularly win-win situation with this, right? Because if you bring him in French and he does bad, well, everybody's going to yell at you about that. If you leave Brennan there, everybody's going to yell at you about that. Um, 
Yes and no. I, I think if you put in French, at least I don't think you can trying something I don't think different. you can bring French th- into this game. In terms of, of him being the starter, um, unless something just is really, unless he just, something in practice just clicks and he just automatically ascends to some other level that we haven't seen yet. Um, I do think it's interesting that they've started to put him in in more design run plays. Like a design run, wildcat yeah. type thing. <clears throat> and I was going to say, could you see that progressing to running an entire series? Maybe not starting <laughs> But coming could in be, and, and could doing be. The entire um, sort of like I, I an know, upshot, like, um, yeah. Ellison, right. Ellison, you know, one, one I, I'm not a fan of platooning. We've talked about it before, um, you know, but uh, yeah. So I, I mean, will say there is stupid. something to that. I will say that there is something. I don't know what they're where this is leading to, but there is something that they're working towards because today he seemed like to have a little bit more carries. He was in there a little bit more. Not a whole lot, but about two to three plays more than what he was, I think, against JMU. Um, I would not be surprised if in this game they put him in there and they let him throw the ball when it looks to be some sort of third and short run type of a situation. Um, I hope I hope that if that's the case, that he's smart with the football. Um and and doesn't just throw it if the guy's covered or not. But I don't know if now's the time to to put him behind center full time as a number one. I think Bryn has at least gotten to a five and two record. I think if you look at the five wins, he still has gotten you more than thirty points in each of those get in games. I guess it comes down to what the goals are, right? Yeah. And I think we're in agreement. Now, the goal, obviously, still it's is the a win. Sunbelt Conference Championship. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and we're still very much in play there. But, again, I, it, then it begs the question, are we confident that Davis Brennan is the guy that can help us do that? And in, counterpoint until... is is J.C. French. You yeah. know, I, I, I don't know. Um, probably not, you know, based on, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I, again, with every passing game, I'm lacking confidence that like, he's not going to put us in a position where we lose. I think this may be his last shot. I would not be surprised if this, like if, if he comes out, has a great game, beat Georgia state. Okay. He's, he's it for the rest of the year. I would not be surprised if this is the game in which if he comes out, plays as bad as he's played the last two games. And we lose. Now it's starting to look like we probably don't have a shot for the conference championship because now we're going to have to go undefeated in November, which we have not done for as long as I can remember. So what's what's your cutoff then? Because I, I know, like from talking to you before, like it's it's a wall of bowl game. Like yeah, last year last wins. year was a bowl game with Calvi and Treese because um, I thought it was important to at least get to that aspect to get to that marker with how things have been the last couple of years and um I think with this it may have to, I think it may be after this game if we lose I think okay now I think we can still beat ODU with JC French I think we can beat App with JC French um so then you're 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 realistically outside out of the conference race even though you might not mathematically be yeah out. after this but game then yeah. you would but you would you would trust French to go in and say Get us at least one win in the last four and, to close yeah, out last the four year. Games. Yeah. yeah, I think he can. I think he can at least do that much. Um, okay. 
is that how the coaches staff plays it? Probably not. They'll probably keep printing for the rest of the season. I, I, it, it makes sense. Um, it's the easiest thing to explain when if you if, if the wheels fall off at the end of the season. Um, but no, I think I think now looking at it, I think I would rather if if the wheels fall off in the season, I'd rather do it with JC French. French to know what we need to do in the off season than a one year loaner, six year guy. And, yeah, and Davis no, Brent. that makes sense. I'm sorry, we don't owe anything to Davis Brent. Like, I mean, he ca- he came in, he was given a chance, he was given the starting spot. If he's not working out, he's not working out. Like Calvin Trees came in, he embraced the moment. Again, not perfect by any means. We were six and seven last year. We ended up with a losing record, um, but we, you know, we lost some games that were maybe not solely on the shoulders of, of uh, KVT, but uh, certainly, you know, like the UAB game, the Georgia State game. Like he had a lot of turnovers in those games. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely, uh, it was a key factor into in, in losing those. But he had clutch plays, um, and he had clutch moments and clutch games against Nebraska with a run against uh, JMU throwing over 500 yards and hitting Burgess after going down late, you know, and could have could have phoned it in right after after the defense, which the defense was a lot worse last year than they are this year, um, you know. Could have, could have uh, folded after that, but hit Burgess in the end zone. Then we get the interception. We beat JMU, knock off a ranked opponent, and then, of course, get to a bowl game, beat an app in double overtime with uh, McAfee, right, with the pass to McAfee. So, like, it's, you know, Kyle had those clutch moments, which Bryn, to this point, hasn't. He hasn't had any of those. Um, no, now, some of that is by been, circumstance. Yeah, our victories haven't really been close, close victories. Right. Um, Correct. Now, this one was a lot closer than what it should have been. I think that's the thing that maybe irritates me the most is that this was a point to where we could have came out at halftime and by halfway of the third quarter really put it away. We should have been up probably forty-five. It's that kill switch. Yeah. It's the step on their throat, yeah. right? And we like, don't. We, and we don't. don't have it, that. it seemed like it seemed like we did at least offensively last year. We didn't defensively, right? But we also knew we had to score pretty much every time we touched yeah. the ball um, last year. This year, I mean, if we had the defense we had last year, we'd we'd be ULM's record right now. I mean, we'd be two wins of that. No, no, you're right. If yeah, I mean, we just would. Because we're just not consistent enough on offense. We had to outscore people last year, and that's why we played so many close games. This year, the defense won this game against ULM. Um, but they still the weren't great. Offense was just asleep. I mean, it, they still weren't great. They gave up 429 total yards. They gave up, I think, probably more passing yards to ULM than they've had all season. Yeah, they gave up 400 um, passing yards to ULM. But but yeah. the rush defense was pretty good. It's like only 29 rushing yards or something like that. Yeah, a negative seven in, in the first yeah, half. So, but. I mean, it's. I think that's the problem. Is that we've had a, the games have been closer than what they should have been. We should have really beat UAB a lot worse than what we did. We should have beaten ULM a lot worse than what we did. Um, even Coastal, to a certain degree, we probably should have beat a lot worse than what we did. It, it the only two games that we won comfortably and it was over with by the third quarter was. Citadel and Ball State. Well, that really should have been the case for most of these games, um, or at least not for or for all of our victories. But 
I, I agree. There's there's some concerning things on offense that they've got to clean up or they've got to fix or they've got to, if it's a mental thing, they've got to just air out grievances and, and move forward. Or uh, it's a confidence thing, then go in there and give them some confidence. I don't know. But whatever the case may be, you've got to get rid of it by the time Thursday night comes. Uh, no, I, I agree, and you got to put your best players yeah. on the field and, and, and don't make any mistake about it. I'm not saying, like, phone it in and like i mean do i think davis brain can win us a conference championship no I, I i don't have a lot of confidence in that statement i don't is that because you don't um, have a lot of confidence in winning this game because i think if he wins this game uh, i don't have a lot of confidence in him winning a big game okay i don't have a lot of confidence in him stepping up in a big moment kyle did that yeah several times bryn crumbled in madison wisconsin he crumbled at um, JMU, and he looked flat against ULM for most of the game. Just period. And, it, like, so, no, I don't have confidence that that guy can do something that the team and the program hasn't done since 2014 and win a conference championship. Yeah. I don't. I just don't. Again, does that mean that I think J.C. French can? I don't know. I haven't seen enough of him. Right. Um, again, you you like to trust the coaching staff and you know the the people that know a lot more than we do. Um, that are with these guys every day. They're in film room with these guys. That are at the practice fields with these guys. In the training room with these guys. Talking to them every day. You know, like you know, you should know whether or not they have that if factor. Whether or not they have that potential. Whether or not they have that confidence in themselves. Right. So I, I don't know, like, again, I'm not seeing it out of Bryn. So is it just untapped? Is it unrealized? Maybe. And yeah, maybe it finally comes to fruition in this game against Georgia State. But with French, I don't know. I mean, you know, there there's no no way to tell just with the limited time that most fans have seen. Yeah, him. no, you can't um, accurately judge French on what we've seen in the games this year. No, this, you can't. I mean, even going back to how... Um, who was the quarterback that backed up um, Shy Wirtz, right, that almost won us the game against Minnesota? You know, we thought when he took over after Shy Wirtz left that the offense would, would you know, continue to, to, to run smoothly, and obviously it didn't. So seeing right. small excerpts here and there of backup quarterbacks, it's kind of misleading. Um, I wouldn't say that what we've seen of J.C. French is, is what he is as a quarterback. I think he's been – Obviously, put in some very difficult situations at times. He's also a redshirt freshman. And he is yeah. a redshirt I mean, freshman, yeah, so you know he's still learning how to play college ball. He's still learning, you know, probably the playbook to at least a certain extent. Here, you have to get in rhythms and stuff yeah. as a quarterback. So, like putting someone in, like when Brent gets a bad hit and has to come out, or his helmet gets knocked off, he has to come out, or whatever it may be, or in garbage time. Uh, even like even if the weather we're getting blown out like in uh, JMU right he came in um, late or like he uh, I think had a drive against the Citadel yeah. right when we were up big um, but in in both of those right it, it's again not an accurate Which, thing because like they're gonna take JMU's gonna uh, you know uh, maybe put in some some backups and get get people experience yeah. and uh, probably not blitz every play right when they're when they're up big and and then same same with Citadel like uh, they might still be trying to go hard but then you just have a, a competitive mm -hmm. you know advantage I'm so I'm looking at his stats and he is 
for the short time that we see him, at least from ESPN stats, he's 10 of 11 this year, which I didn't realize he was 10 of 11. Um, but still, it's a small sample size. and So the one incompletion was the I interception? So. I thought he's thrown two I, interceptions. I only show him as one on ESPN. He's been sacked twice. Interesting. Um, at least on the stats that the stat page for this year. I don't think he yeah. He only maybe attempted one yeah. pass against Wisconsin if that like he, he ran for his life. <laughs> I think he did too. But but again, you're you're all, I, I don't want to I'd like I've been hesitant to say playing for the future because that means that we're we're giving um, up this year. Which there's there's no need up, to give up. Which we're not year. and, and yeah, again and I am not no, saying I don't that. think you're saying that either. But what you want is what's best for the the team, right? And and I think the biggest question right now, and the one that has to be addressed, is what's best for the team. I think right now, going forward, Brent is still best for the team. Now, if we lose this game Thursday night, you have four left, and you want to say, you know what, what the heck, let's throw French out there. You know, we feel confident that he. Still- it's also how the team plays around. You know, yeah. if if he again, we're not there, we're not in the locker room, but like. You see it all the time. You see it. I mean, I, I live in Colorado. You see it with Russell, Russell Wilson, who you know when he was at with the Seattle Seahawks, you know, was having a, a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame yeah. career, right? And then now they're chasing him out, and they're just going to write a check and, and get him out of here and, and build for the future. Everyone hates him. They hate him. Like they absolutely hate him. And and I'm not saying obviously I'm not equating like Davis Brand to Russell Wilson and like the character and all that kind of stuff, but like. It happens, right? Like you, you come in, especially as a one-year loaner quarterback. Which I mean, uh, French is as well, right? Not one-year loaner, but I mean, he's a transfer, right? Most of our quarterbacks, all our all of our quarterbacks now are are, are transfers, right? I, um, I guess uh, Dallas, right? David Dallas was was high school kid, um, and he's he's been hurt, but. Uh, but yeah, the Fitzgerald kid from Boise State, uh, Bo Allen. We haven't talked about him yet, um, but obviously not eligible for this year, um, and so he could be in the running next year along with French. But yeah, they're they're all transfers. So you know, but as a quarterback, you are looked to as a leader, especially on offense, if not for the whole team. And you've got to win, you know, as a as a new guy coming in, you've got to earn that respect and you got to earn that trust and you got to win over the locker room. And I think Kyle Van Trees did that last year. And I think he did it pretty quickly. And he obviously loved the school and, you know, so much that he stuck around. <laughs> and he's yeah. involved with the with the uh, NIL collective. He's sideline reporter right on the, mm-hmm. the radio sports network. Um, so clearly something worked there right again not perfect on the field by any stretch of the imagination we only won six games but like he felt at home the team seemed to embrace him that doesn't seem to be the same case with davis Brent. from an outsider looking thus far in. from an outsider looking yeah in, right um no i think i think that's a that's a uh, the perception of that, I think, is right. There's something, again, there's something amiss. We don't know what it is, um, but I think the team does. I think the team knows. That's and what I'm saying. So so who is that missing factor? Yeah. Is it a fringe? Even if, like, athletically or talent-wise or development-wise, he's not quite there yet, are those guys going to step up around him and play harder for him? You see that. You see that at every level. 
right? Like I'm, I'm going to give my all for this guy that I believe in because I want him to succeed. Um, I'm again, I'm not saying that's fringe. I'm not saying that all of a sudden you're just going to see like remarkable catches from Burgess and the line's going to suddenly start blocking better and like all of this, but it does happen sometimes, (laughs) you know? So like, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's just, I think the argument could be made better if this was a full week, right? If we had till Saturday to play. Yeah, I, I hear you there, and then yeah. that makes that makes sense. I, but I think, but I, just you know, with like two days, three days to really prep for this game to get it going, it's a bad set of yeah, circumstances. It is because you wanted you wanted after that JMU game, like we said, going into ULM, it was a must win, right? Which we did accomplish that, but we said we needed a a turnaround performance. Oh yeah, we did. You know, we needed. South Alabama type performance like they had against them, not what App did, not what Texas State did. Um, you know, we needed to get up early, which we did, and then we needed to put them away. And the put them away is what we didn't no. do. Um, and you know, so yes, that's going to hurt your confidence, at least as a fan base, going into Thursday. Now, whether or not that will have an effect on the team, you know, TBD. But, um, again, were they looking ahead? Were they just trying to get out of there with a win? And I think part of it, on, you know? I think, I think part of it was he's just trying to look to get out of there with a win. Um, but you can't be that way. Not in college football, at least. Uh, you have to, I mean, when you have the opportunity to really just stomp on somebody and, and run the score up on them, you got to do it. Regardless of how much you like the other coach or how much you respect the other coach or whatever the case may be. It's Terry Bowden, Bobby Bowden's son. I get it, but you can't let a team hang around. And, no. you know, it, especially in the Sun can't Bell, do that. Right? No. I mean, this, yeah. So I, I think that was the most this frustrating isn't, This part. isn't Alabama playing like Bowling no. Green, you know, like that, that you just go in, get out with a win, and, and yeah. stay healthy, kind of right. But, like, you can't do that with anyone no. in the Sun and, Bell. And I think that was the thing is that you would hope, even in the second quarter, you had a chance to go up 35 to 7. And I think if you do that, then, yeah, okay, the game's pretty much done at that point. But you come out in the second half, and, the I mean, the offense looked flat. There was no energy. Now, granted, there was really no energy in the stadium either. Um, but the stadium doesn't play football games. <laughs> right. You know, the stadium isn't the one throwing the passes or, or throwing the blocks. It's, it's you got to find it within you, even when – the energy isn't there from the fans, you know, unfortunately, like it was, even when... Uh, and it's not going to be there. No. I mean, let's be honest. It's just not. I mean, the the, the students might show up Thursday. I think there'll be um, a little bit more intensity with this one. It is Georgia State. There's always a more intense, um, you know, ri- you know, rivalry with that, so there's more intensity with that game. This one was just a very flat, I don't know, it was just a vibe that I got as soon as you kind of walk into the stadium. I and mean, I don't know if it was a 2 o'clock start. I don't know if it's because. Yeah, there it, were definitely fans playing was, with a 2 o'clock there was, start. Um, it was also fall break for people in Bullock County, so you probably there still you have know. parents and families that are still out of town. Uh, it's fair week, too, so <laughs> I know that we've been twice to the fair. Uh, oh, there you go. So yeah. I, competing. I interest, mean, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that's that's going on. So, you know, <clears throat> I I think hopefully Thursday that the passion and the the energy from the fans will be be back in Paulson. 
Um, but yeah, that that second half, that third quarter was a quarter that was really just it, it was flat, and it was flat for everybody except for the defense because luckily the defense kept us kept us in that football game and and came out and you know had three and outs, had turnovers, did what they needed to do to help us win the football game. But uh, no, I don't I don't know if there's really more that we need to to kind of quell on this or hammer down on this uh, quarterback or offensive issue that. That seems no, I don't to be think there is either. Because the honestly, I don't think I don't think there's going to be any change. I think part no. for the reason. Now that I will say the week. change could happen after this game. Like if he goes out and has another game, yeah. and now you have nine, nine, ten days to prep for whoever we play after Georgia State, um, <clears throat> Texas State. Does that happen in the game? Mm. He con- if he comes out and has a three and out, and then next drive fumbles the ball, maybe. Maybe just to give him a break, to get out of his head. <clears throat> See what French does. I mean, at that point, if we were going to start off that bad, then who knows what the score is going to be. It could be 14 nothing at that point. Right. Um, so maybe. But I could see where if he has another poor game, you have 9, 10 days to prep for Texas State. Uh, you know, I can see where maybe we do it then. So you'd rather put French in on the road against Texas state than at home on a Thursday against Georgia state. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think so. I don't know. Yeah. I think the situation will be better because at that point, what, what, what are you, what are you playing for other than just get the six wins? Okay. So you don't get the six wins against Texas state. Now you're five and four. Okay. Well, you're still one game above 500. You've given Brent a break. Maybe he kind of gets his act together. You go and play uh, Marshall at that point and see who wants right. to go out there and play. I think we can beat Marshall. I think Marshall's defense isn't what it was last year. Um, I think your defense can keep Yeah, because, again, at, at at that point, you're yeah, once you're pretty much realistically outside of the conference race, then it's just bowl yeah, at that point. Try, get, it's the bowl, but it's also, yeah, it's playing for next year at that point. It's seeing, yeah. it's seeing what you have, and we know that's not going to be Davis Britton, right? Correct. Like, so. he's out of eligibility. So, like, see if it's French. Again, we don't know what we don't know. So, like, we mentioned Bo Allen. You know, he was a, a four-star recruit right at uh, Kentucky um, from Lexington, Kentucky. He's a hometown kid there. A lot of their fan base had really great things to say about him and really excited about him. Um, got a little bit of playing time, but you know, as a true freshman, but um, decided to transfer out. Went to Tarlington State, right in uh, in Texas, um, a FCS school, uh, a decent FCS school, growing FCS school. Um, played well there, right through for like twenty seven hundred yards, something like that. Um, was like newcomer of the year in, in whatever conference that Tarlington State's in. Um, Yes, FCS football, but you know, played really well um, as as a freshman um, there. But then, as a two time transfer after transferring in to, to Georgia Southern, had to do the waiver with NCAA. NCAA, as as we know, um, is just a useless organization. Um, and, Tell us how you really feel. Uh, <laughs> then just terrible. I mean, it's just awful. Like they're they're up. Yeah, they're up there with FIFA as just like the most uh, corrupt, useless uh, governing bodies in the country or in the world. Um, but, you know, yeah, so he, he gets denied the waiver. Um, so I don't even know, like, can he practice with a team? I know he can't dress and I'm stuff. I'm not sure about the practicing aspect yeah. of it. 
Yeah, I don't know how that works. But um, so again, we don't know what we don't know. So like, is Helton and Ellis set on Bo Allen being the front runner going into to camp next year? Um, is it French? Is it going to be a competition? Is it the Fitzgerald kid? You'd think if he was really in the mix that, I don't know, maybe you see him a little bit more. Um, but uh, yeah, so <clears throat> I, I don't know. So that like if... If it is Bo Allen, if that's the guy that they think, then it makes sense not to play French as much, right? Because he's the backup this year for Brynn because Allen's not available. Um, but if if it's like, oh, no, it's like a 50-50 kind of deal between um, Bo Allen and, and French or like like a 70-30, like, oh, we think French is the guy. We're going to have him for several years because he's a redshirt freshman now. Um, if, if that is the case then I think you make a strong case for him to to start this season if 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 Brent keeps playing poorly. Um, you know, but it but again it, it really depends on what the the future plan at the quarterback position is for this coaching staff. And we obviously have no in, intel there. No, we don't. We don't have anything to tell what that is. Um but regardless of what they decide to do it, I mean, uh, <clears throat> we got to have better quarterback play than what we had the last two weeks. Because if we don't, we're yeah, not gonna period. we're not gonna beat Georgia State, right? Um, and we may not beat Marshall, and we may not beat Texas State, and we may hope to hopefully <laughs> try to beat ODU or App State just to get more eligible. Um, I don't know, Matt. It is kind of um, it's. I feel like it kind of played out the same way last year. We had a bye. I think before the South Alabama game, and then we just sort of had like these wheels fall off, um, mm-hmm. and kind of played. The, and now this week or this year, we have another bye, and now we came out for two weeks, and we just have played poorly. It, it, is there something the coaching staff needs to change, and how they use their bye week? Because it seems like whenever we come out of the bye, we're coming out flat, and we're not coming out like the same team that we were before the bye. I mean, yeah, if, if, if it's, you know, two years in a row now, like it's, um, I, I'm trying to think back last year of who we, it was South Alabama you said after the bye? Yeah, yeah, we had Old Dominion, and then we had the bye week, and then we had South Alabama. Right, where, I mean, Old Dominion, I think you started to see us regress a little bit. That was a rough game to watch. I'm on the road, we come away with a win. Yeah, that was when Amari Jones got it. injured in that game, and, was, and then he was he out. He got injured, and then and then we relied on Jalen White and OJ Arnold. To, yeah, um, because they were playing back, so we they were leaving a um, a weak box, so we just we ran against them. But um, and then you know they they mount the comeback, and um, it gets too close for comfort at the end. So I would say we were kind of regressing going into that, where the coastal game. While I would have liked to see that even more lopsided i would say we we were on a high and we were we had some momentum going into the we had more momentum going into the bye week this year than we did last year um but we came out even more flat um if i'm remembering correctly of the the south alabama game versus jmu of course i mean both both teams were good yeah no both teams were good and we jumped out to an early lead on south alabama that we blew it um yeah and, no, I think we went into the bye week pretty high. We had beat James Madison. We beat Old Dominion. We had the bye week. We had South Alabama. 
and then we had the lead, and then we blew it, and then we got demolished against Louisiana, lost against Marshall, and then squeaked out the double overtime game against App. So I don't know. I think it's something to keep in mind in the back of our heads as to bye weeks because it appears that whatever we're doing during a bye week is not working. And I think as a coaching staff, Clay Helton, I think you've got to approach that or look at that and say, okay, obviously whatever it is that we're doing is not working for the team. What's a way to switch that up to where we're successful going going forward sure. after a bye week? But um, I don't know. This is um, this is a huge week for us. And I know that we haven't really talked much about Georgia State. We're almost an hour into this podcast, and I feel like we haven't really talked about Georgia State at all. Uh, we ha- we haven't much. No, I mean six and one, three and one in the conference. Best probably start to the season since being an FBS member. Yes. Uh, easily right. Yes. Um, and you know we've seen we've seen maybe not as hot of starts, but we've seen you know good starts with them, and then they fizzle out. Right, they are not a good second half of the season team. Um, and you know under Clark, I think it's been more. Um, or Elliot, sorry. Uh, under Elliot, has been more. Um, yeah, Clark's a whole another situation after releasing today to ODU. But um, under Sean Elliott, you know, it's it's been more consistent. But you know, they've just really struggled. Uh, I think with that mental block, right? Of like, they've had talent, but like really getting over that to be like, yeah, we can, we can turn this into something and we can actually be contenders, not just pretenders. Yeah. Um, and they're still kind of fighting that mental battle with themselves. It seems like, um, but, but so far this year, outside of that Troy game, like you said, in those two fumbles, um, yeah, they're playing their best football. Yeah. They're playing program. their best football. They've also in the off season made a couple of changes. They hired a new defensive coordinator. They had a new strength and conditioning coach. Um, the defense coordinator came from Coastal, um, so he's obviously very familiar with some belt teams. And then Pickney, their wide receiver, goes to Coastal, yeah. and then yeah, like that, yeah. So um, that was a trade. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and then they get a new strength and conditioning coach, which seems to have helped them. Um, in terms of uh how they prepped in their mental toughness um for this season, I think this is. We argue, or not we argue, but we we have discussed throughout the season that every game is about us. And I still think for this game it is. Though, we have got to play a complete game to win this football game. Uh, They are very talented on offense. The offensive line is really good. They got a decent quarterback. I'd argue against that. I think this is the first game that's not about us. Really? This one is is about them. Okay. Ending that streak, we cannot lose four straight to them this isn't like to to me like again if if this doesn't give you enough motivation to go out and be fired up for a football game then all hope is lost it's it's something deeply rooted with the way that helton and company are preparing this team for games if they don't come out fired up i mean jumping on the sidelines i don't care what the the what the crowd looks like i don't care if it's yeah, but no, seriously, I I don't care if it's 25,000 fans in the stands or 11,000. I don't care if everybody's decked out in, in Halloween costumes or it's <laughs> completely dead quiet like it was, uh, you know, uh, um, against ULM. 
uh, we need to go out and like create that juice and, and be, cause again, the, there's no re like they are having again, the best season in their history. They have won three straight against us. You can say what you will about that program, about the fan base or lack thereof, about the attendance and lack thereof, about the stupid train horn, about all this kind of stuff. They have absolutely owned us in recent history. We have to put a stop to that. So, I mean, yes, you can make an argument that's like about us, but like it's it's that team. It's going out and beating that team. You know, these these other games, ULM, it was about us. It's not going out and making the statements or like beating ULM to say we beat ULM, right? This game is going out and saying we can beat Georgia State. It's about Georgia State. No, I think I think um, you make you make a really good point there. Uh, you're right. It, we have lost three straight to them, um, and we need to come out with a sense of urgency that uh, we typically don't have. I don't. The last time that I felt like that we really kind of put that sort of sense of urgency into the game was uh, probably the first year that Lunsford. Uh, 18, right, when we had to go up to Georgia State to play in Atlanta. Um, yeah. And we made it a point to win because, again, I think we were in a three-game slid or a slide. We lost 15, 16, and 17 to them. And right. uh, it was it was a huge – it was it was big in his Does that make sense, though? No, like, no, no, I mean, no, 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 you're treat, right. It's, it's, treat, it's treating it like a rival. No, yeah, it's no, like, you're it's actually paying attention to – the team that you're playing and and what and and the name no. on their jersey and, and the stupid logo yeah. on their helmet like <clears throat> that that yeah no 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 you're right because I feel like for the coastal game it was about going out there and beating Grayson McCall right this is the best quarterback yep. that has been in, yep. in some belt history you know he's this is his last year this is his you know swan song whatever you want to call it and we went out and we beat him fantastic uh, no I think you're I think you're right on the same page we, this is a team that has owned us. A lot of those guys on this team have not beaten Georgia state. Um, and that's, that's sad. That's, that, that's not how it should be. Uh, and so I think there should be, you're right. It should be pretty personal for everybody in that locker room that we need to win this. We need to kind of put it, put them to bed and kind of end their little dream season that they're having. Um, and, and then move on about the season. But, no, I think you make some really good points that this needs to be this needs to be the rivalry game that it always has been, that it always needed to be. I want to see us come out like JMU did against us. Yeah. We're not rivals with JMU. I don't know if they see it that way. You know, they're I don't know. It's getting, rivals, it's, getting pretty, right? it's getting pretty quick. It's getting chippy. It's getting, it's getting if, chippy we go, if we beat them next year, I think, I think it gets to rival status. Um, it's, it's getting yeah. there. Yeah, it's getting there. But, like, you know, much like Coastal, like they're they're you know they they came in and they found success early and and they're looking for like that that team or program to kind of attach themselves to to for that rivalry and you know most most teams including us like we have those already and we again we've talked about like well, our our biggest rival or our true rival is App State and it's not Georgia State and and that may still be true um, but. You, you got you, yeah like, no, and the, you gotta want to beat it's that funny team. because you, beat you know State. when we were in school the big rival was was Furman and and app 
app was app, but it was secondary. Yeah, they it were secondary, secondary, as was everybody else in the SoCon. <laughs> I mean, we wanted yeah. to beat everybody. And it's fine for your in-state rival. Yeah. I mean, Georgia, their biggest rival is Florida. Their biggest rival isn't Georgia Tech. But guess what? Every year they want to beat the you know beat the yeah. dog crap out of them. Um, you know, and that's that's how it should be against Georgia yeah, State. You no. can still say that they don't have to uh, trump you know, uh, um, app as, as your biggest rival, but you should still no, not they, just treat they it rival. as just another game. And in the last three seasons, we've treated it as just no, another you're game right. where they've treated it like app times 10. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. No, they, they always have this game circled. They always want to come in and beat us and they always want to make a point. And you're right. We have never had that mentality except maybe one or two seasons here or there. 2014, you know, was a year which we wanted to go up there and prove a 20, point. Yeah. 2018 right. was a year that we wanted to go up there and make a point. Uh, we beat them in 2019. Um, but then, you know, we have the epic collapse in 2020 in which we let a second half lead just go by the wayside. Uh, and then 2021 was its own season. Uh, and then last year we had the, what, five turnovers? five turnovers and we still nearly beat them. So it's, it's, it's frustrating. And you're right. This is, I think as, as I was going to go into the spill of that, we need to focus on ourselves. No, I think, I think we need to come out with an edge. I think we need to come out with a, with a, with a grit in our teeth and not be afraid to hit somebody in the mouth. And if we don't come out, I think with that, with that mentality that you said, we're probably going to get ran all over on and it's not going to look pretty. Yeah, because they're they're gonna bring it, and Elliot's gonna bring it. He's that type of coach, and you know we we don't see that out of Helton very often. But like we need to do something. Like, no, you're right. We need to do if, something because if, I think honestly, I think who wins this game is who wins the, the the East or who goes represents the East in the championship game. And you know if those two things can't get you hyped up for this game on Thursday night, I don't know what's I don't know what else it's gonna take. If you don't realize that, that that's how big this game is, then you know I I can't I can't get you I can't help you out. I agree. Yeah, there there's there's more at stake than just the in the rivalry aspect and the in state right. Like yeah. that's huge. I mean, regard even if we were both out of it, even if like the 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 records were reversed, like I'd still say we can't lose to them for a fourth straight year. No, we just can't. We can't. But 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 take that out of it. And if they were just some random conference opponent from like Tennessee or North Carolina or something, like I, it's still it's still a huge game because of the implications of the conference, like you said. Um, and yeah, I mean we're not deserving of, of playing for a conference title if if, if we come out and, and lose this game, especially if we lose, you know, uh, bad. Convincing yeah, no, bad. we gotta um, um, we're gonna have to stop the run game. We have to contain their quarterback. Right, yeah. we're not the best at that, uh, and then offensive wise, we got to be able to throw the ball vertically down the field and, and test their secondary, um, in order to win this game. I think, I don't know. I think, um, and I will say this too: uh, they did play a, a late game tonight in Louisiana. Um, yeah. What time did should have lost the game? Should have lost the game, but they didn't. Um, that game didn't get over with till what eleven twelve Eastern time. Uh, like that, so yeah. what they probably won't get back to Atlanta till what two three in the morning. So yep. you're talking 
they to get back late. They got to, you know, obviously sleep, study at some point today, and then turn around and do some sort of football prep. But then they have Monday, Tuesday. And, I mean, if they travel on Wednesday. You have to study at a community college? <laughs> not too much. Uh, if if they travel on Wednesday, then what? How many, how many days are they actually practicing this week? Two? So... You know, I think we... Yeah, they're coming with... Well, both teams are pretty much coming with what they have, which... Yeah. But at least concerns we have me more, more, we have more on our side, but at least we're at home. We're at home. And we have we have at least one more day of practice, if not more. Yeah. Um, and we don't have to worry about the travel, and we get to play in, you know, uh, familiar territory and locker rooms and all that kind of stuff, and in front of our fan base. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm again. I'm hoping that you know it, what we didn't see against ULM is what we see against Georgia State. Yeah, I, I hope we were saving something, you know, for this game because it 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 certainly just the whole atmosphere in the stands and on the field just seemed. Off yeah, I think the stands. ULM. I think that changes on Thursday. I think I think it's a pretty. I think it's a pretty amped up crowd. Uh, at least at the beginning. Until, yeah. Yeah. Depending on how things go. Depending on how things go. But at least at the beginning, I think it's going to be pretty rocking. Uh, no, I, man, I don't know. I don't know. This is a, uh, this is a big game. I'm actually nervous about this game. I wasn't nervous too much for ULM, but I'm, I'm pretty nervous about this game. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. I guess I wasn't nervous about ULM because I looked at it as like if we go out and lose that game, then we're not deserving of anything, right? Like we're, like just period. Like we're not even deserving of like competing for a bowl. Um, and that's not a shot at ULM. It's just like it is what it is. Like you've got to win those games, and and we did, and we and we won by two scores, as ugly as it was. Um, and sometimes that, that is the marking of, of, of a good football team, right? What win the ugly ones. Um, but in my opinion, this game can be ugly. We have to go out and we have to have our, our best performance of the year, yeah. um, on Thursday and, you know, on a short week after not having a great performance, especially offensively, that's a tall task, but you know, it's, it's possible. And regardless of who. I hear you on the quarterback, and you know the safe bet probably is going to be Bryn because of the circumstances. Um, but you've got to switch things up if things aren't working. You've got to do something different offensively. Um, if if you know we come out and get behind early and are moving moving the ball and scoring points, um, so. And I'm not even saying that's like switching up the quarterback, but just, you know, <clears throat> doing something with the offense, with the play calling, um, you know, Jalen White again is your best player. Um, yeah. You know, I think he's an NFL caliber running back and we've got to, we got to get him the ball more. Uh, and this isn't me saying like, oh, we've got to run the ball 50 times or whatever. No, but like, I mean, look at him today. Um, he had great yeah. stats today. Yes, he did. And, and, you know, and, and, and state's susceptible. I mean, they're giving up, um, actually they're only giving up, 111 yards on the ground going into this game. They're giving up 300 yards to the air. Um, so, you know, not anywhere close to, to um, JMU status, right, with a rush defense, but pretty good. Um, and, you know, against uh, against Louisiana, they 
were. Let's see real quick. Um, they only gave up 124 through the air against Louisiana. They gave up 165 rushing. So only 289 total yards and they, given up to Louisiana. They haven't given up 30 points except for their first game against Rhode Island. Yep. Which is pretty hard to, to fathom. Troy only had 28 points. Right. Which is the yeah. second most anybody scored on this season. Um, so, and the team that played against Rhode Island is not the same team that we're going to see on Thursday night. Um, like I said, th- this team is, has definitely improved week by week. And you can see the confidence building. And you can see uh, that they're they're getting their mindset ready to go and try to win the East. Um <clears throat> So I, yeah, it'll be interesting know. on their side to see again. Are they able to get over that mental yeah, hump? Yeah, and and I think I think it is actually to our advantage of them coming in like this. I mean, yes, they have a lot more to play for than bragging rights and and winning four straight. Um, but you know, I think them coming off of a hard fought road win and coming in at six and one. I, I'm not saying we catch them off guard, but like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I think like, again, it should be all the motivation. We need it more. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we come out, punch them in the mouth and get the best of them. Yeah. Um, you know, so rather than in the past where we were the favorite team or, you know, the spread was very much in our favor and they come in with absolutely nothing to lose. They have a lot to lose in this one, you know? So like, that sometimes can mess with your head. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, they, they have a lot to lose in this one because after this, they get James Madison. Yeah. Yeah, their their schedule gets significantly tougher um, starting now. They get us, James Madison, App, and then LSU and Old Dominion. So they probably beat App. They probably beat Old Dominion, but – that James Madison and get, LSU games are are pretty yeah, pretty difficult. They get trounced against LSU. I mean, yeah, Old Dominion on the road, and yeah, that's going to be tough. You never know with App. I mean, App is is limping into the second half of the season. Um, they have a losing record right now after losing um, a tough the one. First at, time they've had ODU. a losing record since what twenty fourteen. Did they not have a losing record at all last year? Because they lost to us to go to six and six. So I don't think um, so. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, definitely a tough stretch. Yep. Um. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. All right, right now, um, App State is the the only losing uh or only team with a losing record they have left on their schedule. Um. So. Because Old Dominion's one game over 500, LSU's LSU, um, and James Madison, of course, is undefeated. Yeah. So, um, yeah, know. we'll we'll see. Defense has got a big show. one. Yep, big one, huge one, big one. So, we'll see. We'll pick it up next week. Um, yeah, it's going to set the precedent, honestly, for for both teams. I think uh, you know if we can come out with this one. And and just uh, this one, I mean, just uh, come out with a win, period. Yes. Um, I don't really care how we do it. Um, just find a way to win this game, and then I think you have all the momentum. You get to six wins. You're bowl eligible. That monkey's off your back. 
and then you know you go on the road um for you know the majority of the rest of the season at that point just with two more home games remaining um but go to texas state um and you know yeah that's a winnable game you got marshall on the road they don't look very good who knows what's going to happen with their running back of the you know his health they kind of live or die by him they have no offense good defense um odu is jekyll high team you never know but we get them at home um so if we're playing well going into that game and maybe the fan base is back and lively so yeah honestly i, I think this game thursday um i mean it it matters i mean it's, it it's, matters it's, it's this is the biggest i mean this is the biggest game we got all season yeah this will define the rest of the season. yeah it just will this game will define the rest of the season for both both programs. Yeah. No, this is this is yeah, this is this is a season defining game. Yeah. So. We lose it that we're we're looking at six to seven wins in like a average bowl game. We win it, we have a chance to make the Sun Belt Championship game and possibly win eight plus games. Yep. So, all right, there you go. All right, well, Cody, we'll pick it up next time. But uh, yeah, again, shout out to our sponsor, Cut Tools. Uh, go check them out, uh, Kankut.com, K-N-K-U-T.com. And as always, Cody, hail Southern. Hail Southern.